In the name of the one true living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So next Sunday is, of course, the Feast of Christ the King, which is the final Sunday of the church year, and then we begin a new church year with Advent Sunday. And I hope you've noticed that as we move towards the fulfillment of another cycle of redemption, the Sunday readings have become, well, a little more disturbing, a little bit more graphic, a little bit more apocalyptic. And today's readings are no exception. St. Paul exhorts his readers to be productive as the day of the Lord draws near. In the Gospel, Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple and the various signs that will herald the end of the world as we know it. So all three readings look toward the end, and they caution us that we will not know the day or the hour when the Lord will come. And in a few weeks in Advent, we will hear that he will come like a thief in the night. Most of us have not had the experience of being watchful and on guard. Some people who served in the military can relate. Anyway, we've seen it in movies. Platoon goes out on a mission at night. Some soldiers are assigned to be on watch during the night so that others can sleep without fear of being attacked or ambushed. The soldiers on watch are to look alive and not be sleeping. They're to have their wits about them because they never know when something might happen. So as Christians, we too are called to be ready, watchful, and awake. All of us are on active duty. There are no such things as the reserves. There are no Christians who lead regular lives, whatever that is, and then occasionally practice Christianity. All Christians are to use their time and their talents wisely and thus be prepared. As I get older, I have less patience. Some people say as you get older, you gain patience, not me. I always have to be a little bit different. And then on top of that, we live in a world that knows no waiting. And to be awake and watchful in a world that is very often asleep to God's presence. Now, on the other hand, to be sober, alert, and on watch for the day of the Lord is not to join the lunatic fringe. We all know those who are preoccupied with the end times and the coming of the Lord. If you've seen those bumper stickers that read, if this car is empty, the driver has been raptured. And by the way, the rapture is not a thing. That's a late 1800s invention. Some groups take this advice to be watchful to the extreme. Some literally perch themselves on mountaintops, peering into the sky for Jesus' return. Others spend time calculating the precise number of righteous that will be swept up into heaven. Of course, they're numbered in them. And if you're into it, there are plenty of books out there that will tell you the exact date of the Lord's return and the various events that lead up to it. I remember when Mikhail Gorbachev was the president of the Soviet Union and the Russian Federation, that 
port wine stain, they said, was the mark of the beast on his forehead, so the end times were near. Jehovah's Witnesses predicted the end of the world in 1914 and then sometime in the 1980s. Uh, remember the big to-do about the year 2000, and some TV preachers predicted that we would see the second coming then. As far as I know, we're all still here. So our Lord specifically warns us against these kind of predictions in the gospel. Take heed, he says, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, or the time is at hand. Do not go after them. I have a theory, just my theory, that as life becomes less predictable and more uncertain and sometimes more nasty, frankly, these sort of escapist fantasies, the theological equivalent of running away to join the circus, always come to the fore. It's also my experience that those that are most into the end times are the most useless people in the now times. When St. Paul exhorts the Thessalonians not to be idle and to do their work, he's dealing with a group of people who believe our Lord's coming to be so imminent, so around the corner, that they've stopped working. They're just sitting around, waiting for it to happen. Now, reasonable Christian faith calls us to another kind of watchfulness, to another kind of preparation for the day of the Lord, which does not involve peering into the heavens or constantly taking our spiritual temperatures. Lore has it that the German reformer Martin Luther was tending his garden when someone came up to him and asked him what he would do if the Lord returned that very day. And his legendary reply was, I'd keep tending my garden. Now, does that mean that Luther was nonchalant about the day of the Lord's coming? No. Does it mean that he wasn't serious about his Christian faith? No, exactly the opposite. Luther knew better. He knew that he was baptized, that he was a child of the light, a child of the day, made righteous by God's gracious gift in Jesus. To be really sober, watchful, and awake is not about paranoia, not about trying to work our way to salvation. It's about we who are baptized, we who are children of light and children of the day, using the time and the talents given by God to do God's work while it is still day, not to be weary in well-doing, says St. Paul. We know full well that when the Lord comes, we will not have to scurry about or cower in fear. So for those who are in Christ, the day of the Lord is not a future of fear and trembling and anxiety, but an everyday reality and a source of celebration. Every second, every minute, every hour, each day is of the Lord because he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He came in the past. He walks with us in the present and will come again to be sure. We don't need to look for him in the skies because he's continually coming to us 
in the sacrament of his body and blood, in the faces of his brothers and sisters, in the eyes of the poor, in his word read and preached. So our job is neither to be preoccupied nor fearful of the day of the Lord, but to live every day the Lord has given us, doing our best with his help to do his will. Jesus assures us, if we endure, we will gain our lives, and not one head, hair of our head will perish. So let us stand and proclaim our faith in the Lord who comes again, saying,